Hey everyone and welcome to the Chewing the Bat podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is Jack and very gladly joined in the studio, in the new studio. New studio. With Taylor Magwick. Swizzle, how are you going? Hello. Very well. It's very well. W- Good to be back. Yes, yes. How's uh, everything going? Good mate. Good mate. Staying busy. Selling cars? Trying to. Trying to. You've been on the tennis court much? Have been on the tennis court a little bit. Not as much as I want though. Tuesday night fixtures. Tuesday night fixtures. One coming up tonight. And the start of the season? We well, started last week. Started last week. How'd you go? Uh, got a win last week. Good. Yeah, went well. Six one up. So, oh, very yes. convincing. Yeah, yeah, very convincing for first week back. That'll help but, the UTR. but controversy. I cut my toe the other day. <laughs> you did that on a tennis court. Oh no, I was I was at home. I kicked a, an exercise bike. Not out of anger, but I kicked an exercise bike. Oh, my toe was almost... cut. I can't move too well in shoes at the moment. So tonight's going to be interesting. That's like a double whammy. That's like a toe stubbing plus. A laceration. Mate, there was blood everywhere. It was unreal. It was unreal. So tonight's going to be very interesting. How about yourself? Are you getting on court much? A little bit. I had two weeks off. Lower back's been causing me some issues after the Australian Open run as a hitting partner. Back yeah, in tough, business eh? now. It's yep. tough. It's tough in these streets. <laughs> um, back in business as of yesterday. So I had a cheeky half hour, hour hit yesterday, smoothing a few. Beautiful. Just finding that groove again, mate. Yeah, it feels good. It feels good. It's been a... Um, lot to cover here, especially from... Heaps to cover here. Yeah, it's been about a week since our Australian Open hangover. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've, I've recovered, just. I think I'm on the back end of it. I'm, I'm coming good now, mate. We're almost, back up. Almost, oh. You almost get a bit of jet lag. Do get a little bit of jet lag. <laughs> those late nights for the... For me, yeah, it's the, it's the tennis. Like, we've got Indian Wells and Miami coming up, so I'm starting to kind of gear up and get ready so for this next part of the season. It's almost that time of the year now where we start turning a bit nocturnal. <laughs> yeah, but even even in Melbourne at the Australian Open, like Medvedev had a match where he finished at four a.m. I was watching. I was watching. It was great, mate. <laughs> I was trying. <laughs> Couldn't get it done. But um, pretty exciting Australian Open. Uh, our eventual winners and runners up will get to. Um, I think the first Italian man to win the Australian Open. Yes. Ever. Ever. And the first Italian man to win a Slam. Ever. Ever. We'll have to go, we'll have to fact check that, um, but there's been a few cool stories in the AO. A few uh, miracle, not miracle, but miraculous run-throughs through qualies. Yes, some of our Aussies um, and non-Aussies, to be fair, and non-Aussies. Um, kicking things off, who was your kind of um, story of the AO? Did you have one? Or who were you impressed by this year? Look, like Sinner, obviously, obviously Sinner, one, but I, I don't think he counts. You can't pick the winner. And... <laughs> you can't. It, we'll get to Sinner because it was a pretty cool story. Yes, yeah. No, but for me, uh, Yastremska. Wow. Diana Yastremska. You used to do some hitting with her in A little Brisbane? bit. Yeah, yeah. She's an unreal player. Hits so big, mm. slaps everything. Very fiery on the court, but to see her get barely get through qualities, to be honest. She had a tight three-setter in the last round of qualities. Against an Australian junior. Yes. Yeah, my yes. joint. So, and then going on to make the semi semi-finals, mate. Semi-finals. Yeah, losing to that's massive. Like for her, where, where her ranking was, like that. That's mm-hmm. a big time uh, development in her career. And as we we're talking about before, pre-pod, she's got that kind of game style that you see every now and then on the women's side, where it's kind of just all out, yeah, aggression, yes. power, yeah, see ball, hit ball, yeah. And when I, when I was hitting with her, that that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Like ball sits up, she just goes after. She hits really flat and fast through the court. 
When she's on, mate, she is on. And usually for that type of player, it's rocks and diamonds. Yeah. But I don't know, this start of the start of the year, it's a lot of diamonds going well, about for Yam Street. It's a couple of diamonds so far. But she she would be probably my favourite underdog story of the uh, of the entire tournament. Cause a, I, I didn't think she one. was a favourite well, in any of her matches I think she's been the, the first, entire way. Yeah, I think she's the first woman to qualify and make the semi for X amount of years. Oh, it's a long time since I've yeah, Oh, no, no, no. Didn't we have that happen in US Open? Um, Raducanu and Fernandez, Fernandez. when they both qualies? That's true. One of them was, I think, uh, at least one of Fernandez them was, quali. was quali. Maybe we can say at the Oz, Oz Open. Oz Open. Oz Open. Yeah, First yeah. time that's Oz. happened in a long time in the Oz <laughs> Open. Um, on the men's side, for me, um, I, I'll probably have to agree with you on the women's side. Jem Stransky was probably the one of the stories of of the AO. On the men's side, going to one of the Aussie qualifiers, there's two of them actually. One we'll get to later, but starting off with Dane Sweeney. Mm. Ended up having two really good first round win, uh, first round win against, and second round win against two Italians. Yes, who just quietly are littering the draws at the moment. <laughs> they are, they are. Um, Forza Italia. Forza. They're going Forza. well. Uh, Sweeney ended up playing the third round of qualies, the last round of qualies against uh, Zizou Bergs. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Tough. Very good indoor player. Yeah. Very good challenger uh, player at the moment. Ranked about one fifty. Yeah. Maybe less, to be honest. Um, Zuzu absolutely kind of dominating this match. 7-5 up he was against Dane. 4-1 up Zuzu was against Dane in the second. So about to close it out. Dane was love 40 down at 1-4. Ended up holding to go 2-4. And the cramps start coming in for Zuzu. <laughs> the cramps start coming in big time for Zuzu. That's that Aussie advantage, hey? Sometimes you get over those European guys. So unfortunately, Zuzu lost that second set. Full leg cramping. Try to keep playing. His right arm started cramping. Started returning left-handed. Couldn't take a step. Left-handed returns. Yep, okay, so he, he's fully so cooked. Fully body, full body cramping, but yeah. still standing. <laughs> Good on He him. ends up losing the second set and then losing two games in the third and walks to the net and retires and puts Dane Sweeney into the manger of the AO for the very first time. His first manger or slam. Mate, I tell you what, that time in the gym, like, that's paid off for Sweeney, hey? Unbelievable. Time in the gym, just being fit, looking after your body. And also the moment... Maybe didn't get through with better tennis, but you know. physically... Was in the position to, and also to be able to hold at one four love forty, yeah, to bring it to two four. If if that goes to one five, even as even when you're cramping, like you've played against someone that's cramping before or yeah. injured, and it's yeah. as that you throw as the able body, uh, yeah. like yeah, it's, it's tough can, to play can. against <laughs> someone who's not physically well. So yeah, full credit to Dan and Zizu, which was actually really good in the end because I think he's a top bloke. Ended up getting a lucky loser into main. Good lost to Titsy passing four, so. Not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. You take, you take, there, you yeah. take the hundred and twenty thousand Australian dollars. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, <laughs> and so does do. Dane Sweeney. Yeah, true. Um, he ended up having a five-set loss, very respectable performance against Serendulo, number twenty-two in the world. Yeah, Serendulo's playing good at the moment. Yeah, half clay quarter. Yeah, packed John Kane Arena. Yeah, so that's probably, cool. Probably the first. Yeah, so cool. Had his whole family there, all, all his mates there. So yeah, super cool to see. And um, shout out to their new YouTube channel, Life on the Tour. Yes, yes. It's good. You haven't seen it yet. Haven't seen it yet. Yeah, definitely recommend. It's a good watch. Will do. Will do. Um, any other remarkable moments from the AO that we want to mention before we get to the final? Remarkable moments. I'm sure there's a lot, I but don't... just trying to pick ones that stand out. I actually thought it was a really cool event in that we got a lot of five-set matches or three-set matches like yeah. on the sorry, three sets on the women's side. 
I was really impressed with the level of tennis across mm. the board and the competitiveness, even for players that maybe ranking-wise you wouldn't think would be competitive. We had a lot of four or five-set matches going deep. Players it's good entertainment. Well, that's it. Like, yeah. I, I said a couple of times I really enjoyed this slam a lot more than I have other slams in the past. Yeah, I, I, I was agree. into it. I was watching it. I was yep. staying on top of the scores. Yep. I haven't really had that in a little while. And I think the, the competitiveness of the matches is what really and made And I think it. not only just the viewers and the consumers of the tennis, but the plays also say year after year after year that the tournament and the organization just gets better and better and better. Yeah. Big CT is spending. Spending, spending well for the yeah. AI. <laughs> um, they, I did have a little, actually, my, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw in a little moment. Go on. Saw a little video of Medvedev. I don't, I don't know what round it was, but he was sitting there. The dude wanted cold water. <laughs> like a fresh plastic bottle. Well, he just wanted cold water. He had, yeah. You know, they got these new water bottles and it's sick. Yep. But he just wanted cold water and he's asking, can I... Co-? No, no. They've got tap on court. And they that's can run, it. That, that's it. And he was like, I'm sitting here. To, I'm at a grand slam and I can't even get yeah, some cold. cold water. Yeah, okay. Don't you worry about that, mate. Craig will be told <laughs> next year. Change next year. next year. <laughs> but yeah, pretty good initiative this year. They had no plastic water bottles. They did still have the plastic Gatorade bottles. Yeah. But um, each of the players and the, and the coaching staff and whatnot got a X amount of AO water bottles, kind of insulated. Pretty cool. Well, I, 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 I bought one. You bought I'm one? I'm going to say, I, I bought one. They're expensive. They're like 80 bucks. Yeah. But mate, they're unreal. They're great. And it, for the tournament, in terms of like marketing and making another stream of income, Oh, like they're selling them each year. They can do like the towels. It's going to be a new design for the AO That's water the bottle. Like and the, like the, it's the players in quotation mark, the players water bottle, the players towel. They can charge a mozza for. Yeah. And people will buy them. You can actually pay extra to get your name on the water bottle as well, like the players have got. Oh, plenty of people are doing that. Mate, I'm I'm all in. I think it's great. Well, I, yeah, I managed to sneak myself what all sneak. Of course, you did yeah, a sneak it yeah. in there. <laughs> um, so super cool initiative from Craig Tiley for the AO. Uh, and yeah, the, pretty much the Australian Open is just getting better and better and better as an entertainment standpoint. So. Can Super I can cool. I come back to an earlier point really quickly, Jack? Of course. Uh, Yannick Sinner is the first Italian man to win the Australian Open. Well, not only to win the Australian Open, a win a slam. slam. We've got uh, Nicola Pietrangeli. Well, let's get to it. Let's get to the Sinner the Sinner chat. Um, so there you go. First Australian man ever to Italian. win the it's, sorry. <laughs> Demon, I wish. <laughs> First Italian man to win men's singles Grand Slam. Yes. Um, I think on the women's side, maybe Flavia Panetta. Panetta, Schiavone. There you go. Few. And Panetta again. There you go. Two time. Anyway, first oh. slam for Sinner. And gee, didn't he get the royal treatment coming back home to Italy? Mm. Mm. He had, had a presentation was... speech, did a tour around the Colosseum, yeah. I believe, in Rome. And then yeah, yeah, he's a gladiator. Unbelievable. He's a gladiator that just won. Um, but I was lucky enough to kind of be in and around the plays this year at the AO and watching, jumping on court for one of Sweeney hit with uh, Sinner for a bit. Yep. And I was not on court. I was watching on the side really close and I was kind of in and amongst what, what they were doing and he is he was and is locked in. Yeah. Like, yeah. But still ha- like having a few lighthearted moments on court, like wasn't s- super serious as like a very serious Jocko practice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you could definitely see he's locked in. He's got about 100 people on his team. <laughs> I did kind of notice that a little bit between he and uh, Alcaraz because I'm a big fan of Alcaraz. But watching Alcaraz when he was... Who did he lose to again? Was it... Uh, Zverev. Zverev. Yeah. And he goes, two sets of love down. I thought he played trash. He was going after his shots. He was just, he was just missing. And he was great. But he wasn't locked in. He's looking around. He's smiling. And yes, he pulled off a couple of great shots and he did win that third set. Yeah. 
he didn't strike me. You know how Jocko or that has that like Rafa mentality. Yeah, when they get into those situations, they're not smiling. No. They are locked in on yeah. making balls and winning this. Yeah, and I think he was a bit airy yeah, fairy and well, he's kind of he's kind of had that year or two where he's come onto the scene and he's an unbelievable player and he's just gone straight to world number one or two now, and he's had that's been fun for him. Yeah, because he's kind of raw. And yeah, he's just enjoying it. But I feel like it's time for him to lock in and give us a bit of bit of the El Toro. Yeah, and I think Sinner can do that because Sinner now is, you know, Alcaraz kind of took out Jock and he was on top of the world. Mm. Sinner's now gone, I'm here, ready to go. So it's going to give him a little bit of fire, something to work with. Oh, for sure. And, you know, putting Sinner against Alcaraz on court five sets at the moment, you'd go Sinner. Absolutely. So I would have loved to see them play in the final, but unfortunately it wasn't to be. Medvedev, the doctor. The doctor. The the, the evil scientist. For some reason (laughs) is. Been portrayed as like this kind of villain on the tennis scene. I, I kind of like it though. It's good. I get around he it. kind of embraces it. He does. So I think yeah. he's dealt with it really well. Yeah. Um, but Unreal performance from him. Jeez, I tell you what. Fitness, man. Fitness and bloody fifth set blues for Medvedev. Yeah, but like listening to him, he, he said he lost, after the first two sets, mm. the energy went. It was the first time I've ever seen uh, Medvedev, I think in the... F- at the back end of the third or the start of the fourth, after a few, because there were some long exchanges. Very long. It's the first time I've seen Medvedev, after a rally, put the racket on the ground and bend over and like get a few breaths in. Yeah. So yeah. he was hurting. Very much. Um, but yeah, two years ago, two sets of love up against Rafa yeah. at break points. Yeah. Ended up losing in five to Rafa's last slam. And then obviously this year... That's demons in the back of the head at two sets up and the body's fatiguing and the rallies are getting longer. Loses in five again. So, I think he had a legit chance to beat Rafa. I don't think he lost that on fitness. I think this one he, he lost on fitness. I, I, don't, think, I don't think he was a worse player or I don't think he choked. I think Sinner just outworked him. I think so. And I, I think it's a bit of both too. I feel like in the first two sets, Medvedev was playing his kind of peak hardcourt tennis where he's up on the baseline a bit more. He was he dominating was the rally. Yeah. He was aggressive. The winner count was through the roof. Yeah, it was as unreal. He, yeah, as he started to get tired in the third, as it started to swing, his court position started to push back a little bit. The rallies went for longer because of that. Yep. He got tired and then Sinner started just dominating the points a bit more. So. And and then it just it started to run away. Yeah, and you could see as soon as Sinner got that break in the third set, looking at the box, still locked in focused. That, that was Jeez, it. Yeah, that was game on. So, Yannick Sinner. Pretty cool story about Yannick. I'm sure a lot of people have heard about, but he was a champion cross uh, skier. Yeah, yeah. Dude's an athlete. In Italy, so, yeah. Dude's just an athlete. Have you seen a video of him skiing? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> natural, natural, mate. Yeah, it's unreal. So, yeah, multi-talented athlete. If we move over to the uh, the women's side, we had a... Good match. I'd say a good match. Oh, bloody Seven. one-sided match. <laughs> so I was trying to be trying to be nice. But, yeah, pretty ridiculous. I think she was the outright favourite from the start. Yeah, and, and just played that way. Just played her way through the draw. It was unbelievable. Mm. Um, ended up playing Zhang in the final. Yeah. So the first Italian lady to make the final since Lina, who ended up winning it 10 years ago. Hey, what is going on with you in your countries? You just said Italian lady. Did I? Yes. Chinese. <laughs> Chinese. <laughs> Mate, I've, I've just been you talking just, you about... Don't, you don't see countries, you know? We're all the same. No, We're I was, all... <laughs> I, I, I still had about two hours of Sinner chat left in Italy. But first, yes, the, uh, the first know. Chinese Grand Slam finalist since Lina. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. 
she's she gonna plays be a, good. Yeah, and she's going to be super rich from that, which yes. is great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I remember in Lena's press uh, on-court ceremony after the win, when she, she had her speech, one of the, the first person she thanked was her agent for mm. making her rich. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome, Lena. Um, so, yeah, pretty... Just on that really quickly, I remember Lena also saying that... Um, she used to get quite frustrated with the crowd because the Chinese crowd would try and tell her what to do during the match. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I don't want to hear it. I go, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the one playing. Let <laughs> yeah. me play. So I wonder if uh, if we've got the same issue here. How's the audacity too from a cr- member of the uh, crowd to start throwing out tactics and stuff as if she didn't prepare for that for, yeah. for all her life? You know? <laughs> the last 20 years of hitting tennis balls now. Funny I'll one. listen to that dude up there. But yeah, Zhang ended up beating uh, Yam Stromsky in the semi. Ended up getting, yeah, pretty fairly beaten by Sabalenka. Second, yeah, different, second different class slam, of player, second, yeah. different stage of career. Like, so yeah. she'll build on that. Bit of confidence. She'll Unreal be back. performance from Sabalenka. Very weird. So she's got an unbelievable serve, all right. But the technique, I'm sure you saw a little bit, was quite different. Yeah, quite different. There's a bit going on, and for some reason, it works. Yeah. Well. Just a bit of a hitch, very weird positions on the serve. She well, she's um, got one of the best serves in the women's game. But she she had that issue a couple of years back. Remember where she could not get a second serve in, in to save her, like legitimately could not get a second serve in to save Three herself. Everywhere, yeah. I would be sitting there like waiting for the next double fault. Oh, well, it was yeah. And she's completely turned that around. She's put a lot of work into it. Yes, there's a bit of a hitch, but it's obviously like it's functioning. Yep, she makes it work. I mean, look at her body, mate. She's tall, strong. Perfect build. Yeah. Like, so, tough to beat. She's a good athlete. She's a future top 10. Well, she's 12 in the world, I think. So. <laughs> I would hope she's a future <laughs> not, top 10. She's probably not top 10 at the moment, actually, live ranking. Um, so, yeah, Sinner. Sabalenka. I do have a question for you, though. Go if on. we go men's draw, back to the men's for a second. Yep. Who is a bit of a disappointment for you? Gee, I'll tell you what, and I think you're going to agree with me on this one, especially coming from last year, was young American Ben Shelton. Yeah. Yeah. Losing to Manorino, I Manorino. think, in the uh, third round. I know Manorino is playing good, but... But it's... Ma- it's yeah, like, Manorino's... I know, he's, he's all... I mean, you saw what he... Tricky, what tricky player. <laughs> yeah, but you Very saw what Djokovic player. did to him, mate. Mm. Did he win four games over three sets? Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if three. he did. Yeah, maybe. Uh, six love, six love, one love. And then he got a game and held. Yes, yeah. yeah I think he had a bit of a smile. So, I just... I don't see how someone like Shelton doesn't beat him like with the, with the serve that he's got he shouldn't be getting broken well the thing is now like those top players and Manorino's no slouch like top 30 player in the world they're getting better and better and better at returning yes so even though Shelton's got an unbelievable serve at the moment when these boys start reading it I think it's it's going to be tough to Shelton, for Shelton to start winning these games because he's his gonna, baseline game is probably only top 50 in the world yeah he's going to have to put some time in there so you know, I do agree. I did expect him to get through that, and I expected probably a little bit better quality tennis from him. Yeah, but Adrian Manorino getting through and then ended up getting absolutely chopped by Jocko. Yeah. So apparently, I don't know if this is true or not, I'd love to find out from from reliable sources in the tennis community that Adrian Manorino, every match he's played in his career, he doesn't know who he's playing until he walks on the I court. I did see that come up. That can't be. No, it just, it can't I, be. How do you walk out on court and be like, oh, it's Novak. <laughs> Damn, wish I had it prepared a little better for this one. That's too maybe, good. Maybe that's why he didn't get off to the hot start. Yeah. I still couldn't un- understand why he's playing Novak. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, if that's true, that's quite ridiculous. So yeah, I think someone said that he doesn't know who was playing until 15 minutes before the match. Yeah. Because he's like doing his, like about to walk on his thing. That's awesome. I, I would love to find out as well. For me, uh, I did have a little bit of disappointment on the women's side. Yep. She's a player I love. Like, I, I really like the way this girl plays. Rybakina. Oh, second I'm round. Big fan. Second player. round, mate, though. Yeah. Like, in one of the longest tie breaks you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> yeah. 22 20. Unreal. Yep. But just a player of her caliber going out second round, I was, I was kind of expecting at least a quarter or a semi final, if not a final, and shot at the title. Me too. Nothing. Very disappointed. Yeah. Very disappointed. You know, doing, I think she did reasonably well in Brisbane. Yeah. Won yeah. It. I think she did. Yeah. Um, like so, not, she didn't have a bad preseason coming into the odds. No, still looked good. Yeah. I think I think she just came up against a player that was just <laughs> just feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that which, happens over a best of three sets. Which brings me to my point, and mm. it sounds like you got there as well. I think the better player wins over five. Definitely, which is why I think we've seen... I want to see five-set women's women's matches. Yeah, and that's why Jocko, Mar- oh, not Murray, well, commiserations, <laughs> Rafa, Fedzi have been so dominant because they've clearly been the best players. Yeah, if not the best player, the best athlete. Yeah. Like, it, it for me, the five-set matches, is it's tough to win those. The better player generally does. I women's think, tennis, it's but, a little bit more of a mixed but, bag because know, we've got also, these three sets, mate. Also, Sabalenka has been very dominant and got through the three sets like pretty comfy. Oh, 100%. 100%. I've seen Roger, Rafa and Novak do that for years yeah. at the Masters and yep. other tournaments. Yep. But give me women's five sets, yeah, mate. Like yeah. The argument used to be, uh, at least what I would hear, the matches aren't going to be as quality over five sets or the women can't last the five sets. They're athletes. They can oh, and they, they will. will. Like, if, if, if it's, it'll be tough for them, sure. If you know that you're prepping for a five set match, you know, the schedule comes out well in advance. Yeah. You know when each slam is coming yeah. up, coming about. You can get fit for that. And think of the level difference it's going to create for, for the, the three set matches throughout the rest of the season That's because these girls yeah. are going to be That's a great fitter point. again. That's a great point. And you know I don't what? think Rybakina loses in the second round if that's a five-set match. Yeah, you make a good point. I do think that's going to also enhance the level of tennis just like in general. Can't be bad. Can't be bad to get Can't them. be bad. Yeah. And like you said, not that they're not fit at the moment. They could go out there and do it. Rybakina and Sabalenka go out and play five sets right now. Yeah. No, yeah. no dramas. And it'd be unreal. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, there will be scheduling nightmares though. For the slams, especially yeah. at AO, yeah, finishing at. Oh, mate, if you if you want to message Tylee and let's start at get into, yeah, don't yeah, start that's at eleven. Very fair. Anyway, I'll have a chat to Craig. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> you make that happen for me next year. But, but yeah. on, uh, I guess new news in tennis, we've yes. got we had a couple of tournaments. We've had the Bernie but, Challenger yeah, moving on from the Australian Open, um, and then oh, we've also, also had Montpellier. Oh, where, what are you? Yeah, up? sorry, li- linking the Australian Open to. This next tournament, Bernie Challenger, one of the other qualifiers that made it through. Um, Aussie made it through qualies. Oma Jessica mm. won three three setters through qualies. Unbelievable performance. I think two of them he was down in the set in the first. Good on him. the first, rather. Got through, ended up playing her catch in the first round. John Kane Arena, packed house again. Yeah. Lost to five, two and a four or something. So respectable, respectable mate. Enjoyable tennis. And sets him up 120k in the bank, sets him up for the year. Someone has been struggling over the last couple of years of the Think injury. about the amount of stress that's taken off his shoulders. Wow. And, yes. And then segue into this next tourney. He's a little the, bit looser. I don't need to win. It's, you know, I've got yeah. some money in the bank. And, and what and happened, Jack? He wins it. He wins the bloody thing. Fucking so, Omar Jaseka, probably one of the best starts to a year. Obviously, minus Brisbane, which you lost, I think, uh, first round first qualies. First round qualies, yeah. 
Um, that was a tough one to watch, to be honest. But qualying, first round AO, taking out Bernie Challenger, the first one anyway. And a little Aussie contingent down there because we got uh, Bolte in the final who Jessica beat. Yeah, in three sets. 6-3 mm. um, mm. in the third. Yeah, so pretty good match. Omar just pretty, probably a bit too solid in the third set. Yeah. Didn't have to do heaps. A few more unforced errors from And Bolte. probably a little bit more relaxed because he's got 120k in the bank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would be too. I'd be having yeah, the time of my life. floating across that court. <laughs> Tennis Australia should invest 120 for each Australian player in the top 300 and just watch the rest of their performances for the rest of the year. Or it goes the other way <laughs> and they just chill out and <laughs> we get no top 10 players. Could go either way. But yeah, great stuff for Omar Jessica. And then the second Bernie International starting um, today. On the women's side, Pre Hon, Priscilla, Pre, mm-hmm. Pre, Pre. Yeah, yeah, Pre. I feel weird saying her full name. Ended up taking out the uh, women's women's title. So pretty good start for our Aussies. That's an awesome start. That's um, a great also, start for the year. that for Omar, puts him at about 2.30 in the world, 2.20 in the world. Knocking on the door. That's slam qualies. Yeah. Locked in and yeah, knocking on the door for top 200 and then looking at 100. That's With good to no hear. points to defend until start of May. He's got to go on a tear now. He's got to stop playing ball. Yeah. Get out there. The confidence is key and he's got it at the moment. I mean, if he can get like top 150, he's knocking on the door to get in main draw. Oh, wow. And that's like money sorted. Like, you know. So. Yeah. Anyway, good stuff. Going overseas. And indoors. To the other side of the world, Montpellier, France, the indoor specialists, Felix, <laughs> didn't win it, but made the semi. Um, I'm pretty sure Felix Auger's titles have all been in indoors. That's unreal. Basel by the way. twice. Basel, yeah. Maybe Montpellier once. That is unreal, mate. So a guy that loves no conditions. <laughs> yeah. Super athlete. Well, that's it. That's it. He plays. But like, not, not much of a plan B kind of player. No, but I think that's what indoors kind of promotes. Like for me, when I'm playing indoors, and I'm sure you get it as well, like the, generally the pure strikers of the ball do a little bit better. Yeah, which, a little I, bit faster. which I feel helps Bublik in the end. Yeah. Very yeah. crafty. Very crafty. Um, but a pure striker of the ball ended up taking it out. Against a good player in his own right, Chorich, mate. Very good player. Chorich in the final, who just come off beating uh, Rune. Mm. And Chorich has a level that kind of... It doesn't really waver too much up and down. Yeah, you know, yeah. He has a really good baseline level. Like a bad day for Chorich, he's still tough to beat. Very tough to beat. So you have and Bublik well getting to up him. in three, five, um, seven, six, two, six, three. Bublik's playing good at the moment, mate. His hands, the way he doesn't really take it seriously, but he is kind of taking it seriously <laughs> at the same time. Like he's just railing forehands. He's throwing in droppies. The underarm serves two twenty k first serves like. He's playing tough some, to be. He's, he's playing some ball. When he's, you look over the other side and the guy's bowing to the crowd. Yeah. Like. He loves a bit of fun, which is probably why he can't get very good results in slams, right? Because the matches go for too long. Yeah. Attention span starts going out the window. Yeah. And that's he, pretty much it. But yeah, tell you what, he'd be finishing his career on a pretty good note. Yeah. After his fourth, I think, ATP title. So It's not a bad run at all. It's cool. Cool to see him starting to get wins and all that. Um, we're coming up to a pretty exciting time as well on the ATP and WTA calendar, heading over to America. I've got Indian Wells and Miami coming up, joint ATP and WTA events, mm. which mm. gives a very cool slam-like vibe. Yeah, mini slam. Um, our previous winners, Indian Wells and Miami. So we had Rybakina over Sabalenka in 2023. Yeah. And then we had Alcaraz over Medvedev. They're the Indian Wells 
champions. If we switch over to Miami, we had Kvitova take out Rybakina in the final, so a little nearly the sunshine double there for uh, Rybakina, to be honest. That would have been good, like the Fedzi 2017 Fedzi, double. Yeah, a few other players have done it, I think. Yeah. And then we had Med over Sinner. So Med also kind of knocking on the door for the Sunshine Double. If he had got that match over Alcaraz, that would have been both of those. But It's almost a testament. Indian Wells in Miami is a testament to who's kind of, obviously, who's really feeling it at the moment. Whoever had a good start to the year uh, coming into these two tournaments. Agree. And it's just before the clay. So you're getting these players that have, they know it's the last bit of hardcore tennis really they're going to see for a couple of months. Yep. They're hot. They've been playing on the surface for the past, what, four months, if yeah. you include the back end of the hardcourt season. So it'll be interesting this year. But they're all they're all players, excluding Kvitova, they're all players that are in relatively good form. Great form. If you excuse Rybakina's second-round exit, she's still in good form. Sabalenka, Medvedev, Alcaraz, Sinner. Yeah, so I'm, yeah, I, won't, I really, won't be surprised if we see those same names well, in that's the mix it. again that's this it. year. Do you, uh, do you have anyone that you think we could throw in there as a wild card, someone that's a chance for... Pulling out one or two of these titles, I think I think Demon's always a chance. Aussie, pretty fast courts. Aussie, takes the Aussie, Aussie. Sign. I think he'd be tough to beat. Very Indian tough Wells. to beat. Um, I think Miami's a little bit slower. It is, yeah. So it could be tough for him. Um, but I don't know. I, uh, you can't really go past Cinder Alcaraz Med at the moment. Mate, I'm, I'm throwing one of the women's names in there. Yastremska. <laughs> <laughs> just because it's on your minds, mate. <laughs> Rocks and uh, no, but honestly, mate, if she comes in and she's playing the way she is now, like she's a shot for a hardcourt title like this. Fast, oh, outdoor. Um, one of the other women's players at the moment who's probably got off to one of the better starts of the year is uh, Ostapenko. Yeah. It's already, what, we're one month into the year and she's already taking out two 500 titles mm. and around a 16 at the AO. Great showing. Great show. <laughs> My question with Ostapanko is she can obviously hit the ball massive. Yep. Can she run? Can well, she can she sustain it for long enough? Well, and I her, saw her playing doubles, mate. She was playing doubles at the AO Tour. And for me, I'm a little bit like I'm watching her play. I'm like, surely you'd want to kind of save your legs. Oh, for sure. For your singles because yeah. you're playing so well. Well, she kind of – she she lacks compared, – compared to the top, top girls in the world in terms of movement – she does lack a bit of movement, but yeah. she makes up for it with just pace pure, of shot, a pace of shot and yeah. aggression. Yeah, hundred percent. She gets up in the court well. She she takes the ball early. There's just only so long you can do that. That's true, but she but that game style does put a lot of pressure on the other end. It does. It does. You know, you have to make her play. You have to make her move. You have to hit your corners to be yes. able to win a match against her. Oh no, so. I'm not saying it's easy to beat her. But yeah, imagine if she could run though, mate. <laughs> That's true. It'd be amazing. <laughs> But, uh, mate, I got a, an interesting one on the back of that. I think that's a pretty good segue in, to be honest. Yep, to wrap it up. To wrap it up. Shot pace between the men's and the women's game. Jeez, it's, the gap is closing. Yeah. Average ground stroke shot pace. Interesting. Okay. Probably not so much on the serve, but it's still closing. Like, I think Goff was serving 200. Okay. I mean, I, I actually did notice that a lot of the girls are maybe not consistently, but they're starting to crack the 200, even the 205s. And averaging the higher 190s. Yeah. But anyway... um. It's probably the first year I've had I've noticed a massive change as watching both both men's and women's women's matches at the AO where the entertainment factor and the pace of shot there's not much between them. No, you know I feel about ten years ago the pa- the the pace of shot on the men's side was not significantly different, but the stats showed that there was a fair big there was a bit of a difference there. 
I I remember back when I was I think I was coming out of school and I was doing like a couple of coaching courses and stuff like that. Mm. The the number that they were throwing around back then was that the women were 0.4 of a second slower in ball moving from side to side. Yeah. Than what the men were. We've done a little bit of research and had a little bit of look into where the pace kind of sits at the moment, and I, I don't think it's that. F- I don't. I think it's closed. I don't well, think it's that far anymore. Well, I think the 2022-2023 average ground or backhand pace on the men's was about average was about 120, 121, 122. I got yeah, I got 122 here. And the women's average backhand pace was just under at about 118 One, to 120. Yeah. So that's that's there's, there's no difference there. No, it's interesting, isn't it? I um the question it kind of raises for me because obviously the men are bigger. Like if you put them on a scale next to each other, you you go body size. The men Usually, are bigger, yeah, most of the time. Yeah. On average, if the shot pace is the same, is the amount of work on the ball the same? Are the men maybe getting a little bit more work at that pace? Probably, which maybe makes the ball go a bit slower through the air, getting a bit more spin on it. Whereas, That's what I'm yeah. thinking. Maybe they're like same effort level. Obviously, it's the same pace, but we've yeah. got that extra work. Whereas the women, at least from my what I kind of feel playing against girls, they generally do play a little bit flatter, which does make their ball a little bit faster through the air. And even that alone, that's tough That's tough to handle. Oh, mate, like I'm not saying I can yeah. do either or, but I think that's, that's one little difference we might yeah. see is that the men maybe get a little bit more work, but in terms of pace across the court... There's been a great transition from the women's game in the last few yeah. years. Unbelievable. Yeah. Levels lifted, the... the uh, the entertainment too. The matches have been closer. Yes, especially at AO this year. And yeah, a lot of three setters. I'm loving it. I've also I've always loved the women's tour, especially <laughs> especially working with a few athletes on that side. So yeah, I'm, I don't know if I'm biased or not, but yeah, definitely definitely entertaining. I have I have noticed a bit of a change in the the general athlete that you see on the women's tour. Mm. Um, I growing up they used to generally be a little bit bigger and and thicker. They've now gone to a more lean. Well, a lot Style. Of, I think a lot of players, and you see this on the men's side too, a lot of players are figuring out that you can win a lot of matches by being physically fitter than the other person. Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone can put balls in the court and everyone can hit winners. Everyone hit can, yeah. So a lot of the time it comes a bit of a physical and mental battle. I mean, Sweeney. Oh, classic get, get, example. Like that's that's perfect example. I, I think you're right. And the, like for me, Coco Goff, mm. I don't know if you really saw an athlete like Coco Goff dominate the women's game. Back 10, like you had Serena who, big girl, strong girl, can out-hit and out-serve all their yeah. opponents. It's now at the stage where they, they can all hit big. That's They're it. now athletes. Oh, unbelievable. And Coco is probably one of the better of them. Did you know, just on Coco, she's still a teenager. Yeah, mate. <laughs> I feel like she's, she's been on the circuit for 10 so years. Much. Well, she was around, she was like 14, 14 15. Playing yeah. WTA events. So. That's unreal. Um, um, I, I have also noticed as well with the men, the... They're getting smaller. <laughs> what in stature? Like muscle size. Like they, oh, they right, used to yeah. be. Like you look at photos of Rafa mm. when he was coming up, big biceps. Alcaraz when he first came out, massive. Starting to thin out a little They're, bit. Yeah, and I've heard a few coaches talk as well, talking about the just carrying around that extra muscle. Yeah, and I think makes this, it a lot harder. This also came about, I believe, in Djokovic's book too. He talks about. The new diet he went on, and the, he lost a couple kilos doing it too. So he yes. became, as he's getting older, the importance of like getting a bit thinner and and you know it's pretty simple, right? Like you, you weigh less, you got more, you got less weight to move yeah. around the court. And your endurance, like you look at an endurance athlete, like Medvedev. marathon runners, Medvedev, yeah. Classic. But those Mar- those yeah. marathon runners don't have big biceps because they'll start to cramp up late in the race. No, and then tennis might, is now turning into a, right. a marathon sport. But then you might ask, 
you know, you might lose the power and whatnot, but I think the technology is just helping them out. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, so interesting things happening. Pretty cool to see. Moment. Pretty keen. Um, Indian Wells, Miami coming up as we talked about, and the rest of the year. So that's that's it. AO for now. recap. AO recap. That's it. Tournaments. Bernie International two about to kick off first round today, and yeah, a flurry of tournaments ahead leading into the French and. Clay, clay court tennis is my favorite type of tennis, <laughs> so I'm very keen to get yeah. into the clay court season. Always keen for Monte Carlo to roll around the court oh, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Um, anything else you want to finish on today, I got, mate? I've got nothing else today, mate. I think I've we've covered a whole heap. I'm tennised out. Yeah, tennised out. Um, Forza Italia. Forza. Hopefully Alcarez kicks soon. And thanks for coming in to have a chat. See you later. See you, mate.